siblings, comrades, and no one else. Um, it's a high holiday, <laughs> Casey. It is. It is. Um, we're going to set the table and, and we're going to leave a, an empty chair for Eugene Debs. There you go. Sure, why not? Uh, Instead of Elijah, like Passover. Get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, I, I, is that what... Oh, I honestly don't know much about Passover. Have you ever been to a Passover Seder? I've not. Well, you're not as cultured as I am. I guess not. <laughs> no, but you leave an empty seat for Elijah. I, I don't. I'm going to stop there because I don't know too much about the background of the uh, of the ritual. Elijah is testing me right now. That's what he's doing. Elijah is sort of a Semitic Loki figure. <laughs> is he? Is he like a trickster, Elijah? No, no, I'm no, no. I'm completely <laughs> misrepresenting. What was traditions. that? That was weird. I don't know. I, I didn't want to get oh, into were, joking I about was Passover. Saying Elijah was testing me. I don't know that yeah. Loki goes around testing people. That's a weird way of thinking about Loki. I mean, um, he's a trickster. So, like, there is one time where he went into Valhalla and he was like, Zeus, uh, Zeus. same guy. <laughs> but he's like, Odin, you're just a big dumb bitch. I, in some tradition, there's like, I think Loki. Uh, or maybe one of the Greek gods, because I, 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 but they basically he like this, like the the trickster disguises themselves as like a lady, and then like they have sex with one of the other gods, and you're like, this is like some That's, really progressive uh, religious. Zeus does, oh no, Loki, does, Loki does that to Thor, I believe. Oh okay, classic. And he's like, haha, you fucked your brother. <laughs> and Thor was like, ah, <laughs> classic Yoke Loki gag. When are we gonna classic get that Yoki. in Marvel movies? When are we gonna get uh, Chris? Yeah, we're gonna have Tom like, Hiddleston and <laughs> getting seduced. that other white guy. Yeah, yeah. By uh, I remember that was one of the weird things in the comics. There was this weird like moment where I think they like the the editors realized that they had like a lot of male characters. So yeah. like Loki came back after Ragnarok as a lady Loki. Yes. And yeah. uh, Mister Sinister. I don't even remember why Mister Sinister came back as Miss Sinister. Yes, I remember all this. And uh, I, 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 remember it was, the, I remember the Miss Sinister action figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> okay. Because Mr. Sinister, um, it's literally just like, as I recall, Mr. Sinister in a lady's body. But but like there's yeah. there's no conception of gender. But that, that's right. what the funny thing is looking back. It's that's just like so progressive. this man in, inhabits a woman's body and suddenly he's feminine. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like the, two, the two genders are masculine and yeah, yeah, yeah. neuter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no female. Um, but Anyway, uh, Mr. Sinister had a cool uh, costume, like the blue sort of a, a colossus panels like horizontal panel, but with the red diamond in the middle was he a zombie or what the fuck was going on uh mr sinister as i believe was basically the pro he was not a mutant he was the product of genetic experimentation okay. i could be he wrong. was a scientist wasn't he yes nathaniel essex yeah. who actually was in the movie logan but he didn't like become mr sinister oh nathaniel essex see there's a lot of shout outs to like yeah. this is going off the rails real quick Anyway, yeah, it's May Day. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, happy May Day. Happy Jesus. May, the Mayest of days. Um, Some might say. So May Day is a fun day. It's a, and, and I feel like a, a lot of people on the left have heard about May Day. Uh, or sure. at least they know that it's like supposed to be like a, a, a good strike day. But I yeah. thought we could like start by, you know. Talk about some praxis maybe for May Day? We can talk about I mean, there's some praxis in this story. But yeah. I'm I'm gonna give you the Cliff Notes version of May Day, please. Um, and um, 
Yeah, I think I think there's more to May Day, like especially looking back and especially given what's going on right now, where labor is, where uh, you know, me, 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 and you, Casey, we're we're from the great state of Texas. Yeah, uh, and I should say we're from Texas, and it is an awful state. Let's let, let me just back up because I'm proud it's of being from Texas. But it's it's, it's, a, a, it's a bad state, and uh, yeah. yeah, it's run by jackals and uh, people that love to kill uh, the elderly. It's it's a it's weird that people lo- that love to kill the elderly uh, yeah. can ascend to like just the highest offices of power in this country. Yeah, I've, got, I've, I've got a I've got an octogenarian grandmother and a brother who's just with a, a congenital lung disease that yeah. lived there. So I'm not I'm not too excited about. Uh, I'm certainly not as excited as Elon Musk is about us opening this shit up. I, uh, uh, um, knock, knock. Who's there? We should, we might should kill Elon Musk. We might should kill Elon Musk. Who? Uh, we might should kill Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great Something. joke. It's a great <laughs> joke. <laughs> you see, the, it was do you very get it? like, it was very like cat skilled. <laughs> we might should kill Elon Musk. <laughs> I don't know what else to. Uh, no, it's. I mean, obviously that's a joke. Yeah, it's, that's funny too. <laughs> that's a uh, funny joke, very, man. Very. Can you imagine? Um, Can but, you imagine? Uh, no, he was like tweeting out. What? What was he tweeted out? Like one thing he tweeted was Bravo Texas. Bravo Texas, and then because uh, uh, literally Texas is gonna he, reopen movie theaters. Uh, then he said that Texas. On May Day. Will, then he said that uh, projections show cases continuing to drop off in texas uh over the course of may i think he said As no I, he said he said by the end of april we're gonna oh, have no new cases that's fucking stupid we're gonna have a lot it, more new cases yeah i mean and in his defense he was only wrong by like um, like millions <laughs> like no i mean a million we i think we now have like two-thirds of the case of the corona cases are just in the united states right now I think there are like 1.5 million cases in worldwide, and we have a million here in the states, something like that. I know there's a hundred thousand in California, I believe. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, I might have those. I might have those numbers wrong because I literally did have to stop checking the numbers because I was obsessing about it. At first. I know, me too. I so this today, I as I assume all of us are doing, I accidentally took a two-hour nap on the sofa. <laughs> sure. Uh, and I woke up. And I was having bad allergies because the weather was nice. I had the door open and I was caught. I woke up like coughing. And so in my mind, the Corona snuck up on me and progressed really fast while I was sleeping. But then I started sneezing as well. My eyes were running. So I, I calmed down a little bit, but the Mm -hmm. allergy, like it's, it's continued to progress through allergy season, which I know is freaking a lot of people out. I have anxiety and you know, that can be a bit of a hypochondriac sometimes. So hang in there, everybody. I feel like uh, right now everyone is kind of becoming. If you weren't before, you're definitely a little bit of a hypochondriac right now. Uh, if you're like like when you're, when you're at the grocery store and you hear someone like uh, like a, just slightly cough, and you're like motherfucker. Oh my god! I went to pick up a prescription at CVS and there was this really old man in there and he kept coughing. And the pharmacists who are all like working on computers kept like looking up and out of the side of their eyes at him. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, we're about to like heave ho this old man out on the sidewalk. Yeah. About to yeet this man out the CBS. Um, I forgot. No, I mean, I forgot we're supposed to be social distance, distancing. And I saw an elderly neighbor of mine today. She was wearing a mask. And my instinct—I didn't have my dog, so my instinct was to go up to her and, and I started to go hug her. And she looked at me with abject terror. And then I was like, yeah, "Oh man. shit, 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 shit!" 
I just, I'm not getting out. I'm not seeing people. So I'm not, ha- it was just instinctive because she's an old lady and I don't know. Casey just walks around town hugging old ladies. Well, she, uh, so she's, she's offered hugs in the past. That's why. And uh, uh, relevant on May 1st in 1886. <laughs> Let's hear it. Uh, there is a, a nationwide walkout. And that's uh, sort of a hug for labor. Organized by uh, several national unions under the umbrella of the Federation of Organized Trades and Labor Unions and the Knights of Labor, which is a pretty sick name. Unlike the Knights uh, of Columbus, which are just sort of a bunch of. Aren't uh, they just racists? They're racists and they like to defend pedophiles and. Sure, 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 yeah. sure. Um, but like the main focus of the original May Day in 1886 was the eight-hour workday. Sure, this has become their like primary demand uh, that they found was resonating with workers when they were going around. I was reading in the, an article at Marxist.org that'll that'll be in your description. Marxist.org. Yeah, yeah, they have a lot of primary sources on there. I, cool. I'm sure most people have heard of it, but um, yeah. there in the early 19th century, there were people that like. Uh, went on went on strike of sorts because it was a little bit disorganized. Sure. Um, because they were fighting against a twenty hour workday. Jesus. So Christ like eighty almighty. years later, around eighteen eighty six, the demand for an eight hour workday was still a very resonant thing. And I feel like it's interesting because uh, like today uh, you find people agitating for benefits, you find people agitating for uh, higher pay, but there it's it's not as common that you hear people agitating for. A six-hour workday. How are trying people, to push how that. How are people maintaining a twenty-hour workday? That's fucking insane. Were they sleeping at the uh, factories? I mean, they, they were treated like slaves. Probably, yeah. They were they were sleeping at the factory, or they lived in a company town. Good yeah, yeah. Lord, man, holy um, shit! But like, they like there should have been like like the violent slave revolts. There should have been like business owners getting fucking hatchet in the face. Look, first of all, that was that was happening. Good. Uh, that, I mean, that there there were. There were people. Uh, we'll, we'll circle back. Put a pin in that. Okay. okay. <laughs> we might need to talk you get a little twinkle again. in your eye right now. Uh, might, might have another knock knock joke for you. <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? Kapaya. Uh, but they would run around. They were chanting eight hour workday with no cut in pay, and uh, the and the strike that like the the mayday uh, mayday is kind of known for is the what's called. Uh, the Haymarket Affair in sh- that took place in Chicago, uh, sometimes referred to as the Haymarket Riot, um, sometimes referred to as the Haymarket Massacre, depending on your uh, disposition. Sure. Um, but the strike began on May 1st, which is a Saturday. And uh, by May 3rd, um, a goddamn Monday, <laughs> yeah. some striking workers went down to their workplace uh, which was the McCormick Harvesting Machine Company plant to confront the bastards that had broken the picket line and were uh, were were breaking the strike. Yeah. So um, you, obviously the the police just start shooting them because because sure. again this is an era where uh, sometimes workers would take uh, matters into their own hands sure. and also the bosses would routinely just resort to okay let's kill a few of them. Well, and they would also hire uh, cops. And the yeah, and the cops were all. M- m- absolutely willing to murder yeah. uh, uh and it's crazy to think how much things have changed i mean i just going around killing workers what's weird is i'm sure the relationship between money and power on one hand and law enforcement on the other hand is not as explicit as wealthy people pay cops to kill people now but the relationship still functions that way doesn't it 
Well, I think also that there's just this conception, you know, cops then and now are just told that they're heroes that preserve order. That, well, you know, they yes. think of themselves as the thin blue line holding society together. Well, and the powerful are the order, basically. Yeah. I mean, and it's worth noting, like, they were going down to confront strike breakers. Right. Um, I, for all, maybe they just wanted to talk. Um, but also, at this, I mean, this is one of the more interesting questions, I think, that modern labor in polite conversation doesn't isn't supposed to grapple with is like the question of like, okay, what does it look like to take things to the next level? Especially when labor is really has its back against the wall, right? Talking about arm and labor? What's that? Talking about arm and labor? Armed labor? Well, again, we're we're about to get to that pretty quick. So the cops open fire on people on, on May 3rd. Mm -hmm. uh, And because, because cops are going to cop and it's the same shit, same, same shit, different day. Yeah. Uh, Three between three and six workers were killed. Uh, that day, it would be um, so obviously, much more today. Uh, potentially, but yeah, I mean, so on May four, well, they start printing flyers to get people out to show up to uh, Haymarket Square. Yeah, and uh, the at first the flyers read, "Working men, arm yourselves and appear in full force." And one of the leaders, uh, uh, a guy named uh, one second, I have it here somewhere. August Spies is, is one of the leaders, and he's like, yo, take this out. Uh, we, we shouldn't have that in there. So they, they take it out. They yeah. take it out. And they distribute the leaflets, whatever. Um, and uh, a few men, including Spies, uh, speaks on the evening of May 4th. Close Somewhere between 600 and 3,000 people, depending on the account, show up to listen to them. And obviously they're surrounded by throngs of cops that are armed to brutalize them in the event that a riot breaks out. Yeah. Um, uh, and again, keep in mind, these people are gathering, uh, because the previous day, these people are brave enough to show up the day after the cops just killed, just fired into a crowd and killed a few people. Right. Right. So these people show up and, uh, the, uh, the third guy gets finished speaking at about 1030. And at that point, someone, uh, and this is a matter of historic contention, someone throws a bomb, yeah. a homemade bomb into the lines of police. And to this day, it's it's like some people are like, oh, it's probably this anarchist that did it. Oh, it was probably this guy that did it. Um, oh, it was probably a cop um, or a Pinkerton who was trying to um, get the police basically to murder a bunch of workers, and they were successful were cops by doing hurt this. By the bomb being thrown. Yes, a few a few police were were harmed by the bomb being thrown into the thing, but Im- immediately they just opened fire sure. on the protesters. And uh, uh, what's cl- uh, five minutes later, no one is left in the square except for casualties, which um, <clears throat> between six hundred and three thousand people. Well, th- that's who that's who showed up. Hold okay. On. Um. Uh, there, there were about as I recall, there's like seventy people wounded. There's uh, less than a dozen that are actually killed by the police firing. Firing seven. On. Seven were arrested and charged uh, with yes, criminal conspiracy. Well, yeah, later, seven people are arrested with, uh, and charged with criminal conspiracy. Fun fact, I've been charged with criminal conspiracy. Um, but you didn't get the gallows. <laughs> the, Luckily, you didn't get the, the gallows. The, the J20 case that I was uh, a part of. And so uh, eventually they're, they're tried and convicted of criminal conspiracy, which basically means that you were involved to some degree. And if, to, if you're involved to any degree, you're responsible for everything. Sure. So basically by being convicted, these people are if, if, uh, are um, basically found guilty of throwing a bomb at cops, even so, though it seems like a belligerently vindictive law. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's, it's there basically to be an, it was, and it was something that like, despite, you know, the people that were convicted, they were just completely 
uh, uh, t- like slandered in the press as yeah. like uh, bloodthirsty foreigners. You know, yeah. uh, the a lot, a lot of them were Germans. A lot yes. of them were immigrants. Uh, and uh, you know, one of the, one of the people that had just finished speaking, one of the labor leaders who were speaking to the crowd, and who the guy who was like, "Take out that thing about arm yourselves." Um, August Spies is one of the guys who is convicted. And, uh, you know, uh, over the next year, there's appeals. Some of the sentences are commuted. One guy, Louis Ling, actually kills himself, puts a blast, smuggles, gets a, a smuggled blasting cap and puts it in his mouth. That's yeah. how he, that's how he, uh, he, he goes out rather just, than be taken no to the yeah, uh, four men, uh, though, uh, would eventually find their way to the gallows. Albert Parsons, August Spies, uh, George Engel, and Adolf Fisher, and they're hanged on November 11th in 1887. Spies' last word words were, uh, the time will come when our silence will be more powerful than the voices you strangle today. Um, and, you know, uh, well over uh, uh, 100 years later, what's going on on May Day this year? Uh, there's, there are going to be strikes at Instacart, yeah. at Target, at Amazon, at Whole Foods, FedEx. Um, and I'd encourage you, you know, uh, you're, you know, this, this episode comes out on May Day. To the best of your ability, um, please, like, try not to use those, those sure. organizations who are striking. And, you know, if, and, you know, probably the people listening to this podcast, if you see a picket line, you're not going to cross it. Right. Um, and if you do, you know, it's on site. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I mean, there and there, there are a lot of things one could say about May Day, but you know, you know like uh, you know, power to the union or unionized their workplace. Yeah. Um, George Engel's last words uh, were "hurrah anarchism" before uh, he got dropped from the gallows. That's pretty cool. Uh, and if and if that's your jam, if you're into anarchism, maybe that's the thing. Uh, but increasingly, to me. The, the the moral of the story that I take away from it is the the kind of discarded words uh, uh, that, that were the, the words from the leaflet that were discarded just before the massacre. Working men arm yourselves and appear in full force because, uh, you know, think about today, like, um, you know, we, we're living in a system that's like increasingly. Uh, more defined by violent reaction and just accelerating decline. Yeah. Um, and it's the kind of thing like capitalism, we can, we capitalism can, is, is in its last moments and, for sure. and it's starting to have the panicky death throes of a cornered animal and things are going to become dangerous and, you know, belligerent and violent. And working people need to be prepared to defend themselves um, in the appropriate manner. Yeah. And you see a bunch of dumb shit uh, about how to support frontline workers right now. Yeah. Like President Trump has the Blue Angels flying over cities, um, which is like, you know, patting someone on the back for risking their life. uh, No, it's it's literally like you've got so many people dying in New York City. And the country just whips its dick out and hangs it over the city. Check this thing that's out. One analogy. It's one analogy. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, but um, and you, I, I, I don't, I don't even know. I've never heard this name before. But apparently, some like C-list celebrity had like promised uh, to like let her grays grow out in solidarity with like frontline workers. And I was like, I don't even know how that, that doesn't make any sense to me. But right? I was like, I don't, I don't know what salon, that means. So it's just going to happen naturally. That's fucking stupid. Well, I mean, I guess was like, it, was it goop? 
No, it might have been some Was sort of good goop? lady. Um, but uh, you know, like maybe it maybe like instead of um, you know. Uh, set, like uh, the blue angels or these nonsensical and performative, like I'm going to grow out my grays and not get my hair colored in solidarity fucking with Gal Gadot and, and the fucking imagine song like that. That was fucking nothing. Everyone made the so, media. It was so cringy. Like, I, I, I could not watch it. It was so cringy. It's, I, it's too much. It's you see too that much. guy who does piano covers of stuff on, on YouTube. He did a video where he tried to make it cohesive, but then everybody was singing in a different key. And so he was like doing all these modal shifts and key changes to make it work. And I think I don't like it. I think he was taking them down in his own way. Sure, sure, sure. But instead of that, maybe like for the employee that works at Target in your life that has to go to work, Mm -hmm. maybe buy him a gun. (laughs) That was that was our NSA. My phone beep when you said that. Yeah, yeah. Hey guys, um, chill it on the gun top. Okay, sorry. <laughs> that was the FBI guy. Um, from now on, the code for gun is going to be pickle. Uh, cheese it. It's going to be cheese it. I think pickle's better because you'd be like, pickle? Get him a fucking pickle. Yeah. yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab my pickle and go over to Elon's house. <laughs> um, Young Punk had to pay. <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't know. I've, I feel like the. The, the hour is nigh, you know? Um, sure. Where uh, the first will be last, the last will be first. Uh-oh. Adam's <laughs> going gonna, Adam's gonna to come in with a flaming sword in his mouth. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I don't know. I feel like, you know, you're looking around right now. And there's an interesting article in Washington Post about like... A kick-ass tattoo would be Karl Marx on a white horse with a flaming sword in his mouth. There you go. Um, there's a man go around taking names. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just Carl. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there's uh, there's an article in the Washington Post right now about uh, consolidation in the tech industry because mm-hmm. they're they're doing fine. You've heard yes. about there was like they're a capitalizing really capitalizing on this tragedy. Yeah. I mean, and this is kind of one of those dynamics that I think uh, I think increasingly people are coming to terms with that uh, small businesses with? Will, will will yeah, that are people recognizing. are coming to terms with. Coming to terms with uh, sort of means I, like you're acquiescing to it. No, I think they're acquiescing to it. Oh. I think, and it's unavoidable. Is that sure? Um, whether we um, open up on Friday and kill all the grandmas, mm-hmm. or whether we don't do that, one way or another, um, small businesses are not going to survive. Yeah, there are a lot of medium-sized businesses that are not going to survive. Everyone keeps like um, talking about the plight of small businesses, and I'm like, why is that all you hear? Like. P- uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean Combs was uh, on uh, Facebook the other day. He was like, "The government needs to give money to small business owners," and I was like, uh, "Not everybody." Puff Daddy. Yeah, P okay. Diddy. I don't know what he's calling himself, so I called him Sean Combs. Oh yeah, I think it's just Diddy now, right? Yeah, maybe just Diddy. Is Snoop still just... Snoop Lion? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. You'd have to ask him. I'm sure we could Google it if that was something we were going to do with this podcast. Us update people on rappers that were we're gonna do a Snoop podcast one of these days. We've we've been talking about (laughs) it's in in the The future of Snoop. Yeah, the future future is Snoop. Um, But no, um, so there's an article in the Washington Post. It'll be in your description. Uh, Tech giants are profiting and getting more powerful even as global global economy tanks. Because on on the one hand, 
a lot of what's going on right now, you know, uh, Facebook can still their developers can work from home. Facebook can still be Facebook. They don't have to yeah. go into their open offices with their socks and their uh, like socks are bad. I meant like socks with sh- shorts and sandals. You know, like the 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 caricature of Silicon Valley. You know what I mean? Uh, that's why I said socks. You think you think of Birkenstocks with like red socks and stuff? Yeah, yeah, I wear socks. There's nothing wrong with socks. You should I, wear socks. I, I wear socks dry. with Crocs when I go walk my dog in the morning. But apparently Crocs okay. are back, and then I'm gonna have to stop wearing them because I can't be in fashion. Um, I don't think I don't think they're back. But go ahead. Hey, there's a song that goes, "I'm rocking Crocs." <laughs> I'm rocking Crocs, boy. I think that's what it's called. I have no idea what just happened. Um, I think also these tech, <laughs> these tech companies are able to take on contracts for things that are specific to this crisis and capitalize on them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, beyond that, what's interesting actually uh, is all of these tech giants that were kind of under investigation, whether whether for antitrust or some other regulatory issue. They're not under investigation right now. Yeah. Because, you know, they can say, well, we can't get you the documents. We're the corona. And by the time and they reopen the, the investigations, they'll have managed to dispose of all the evidence. And- well, the, there's that. But, like, the, the main issue is right now, you know, all of the startups you hear about and the innovation in Silicon Valley, they're all yeah. going belly up. Yeah. None of them are going to be able to get their company from taking money from investors into turning profit from investors, which is what the whole thing is based on, right? Um, yeah. It's only the tech giants that are going to survive and they're going to gobble up all of the talent from the smaller agencies. They're going to gobble up all of the ideas from the smaller agencies and the tech giants are just going to get bigger. Um, despite everyone, what everyone's going through, Jeff Bezos has like 20 billion more dollars today than he did at the beginning of March. Well, when you have more money, Elon Musk is more rich today than he was before. But that's what capitalism dollars. is. When you have more money, you have more money. You always have more money. Um, well, I mean, well, the other part of this crisis, and I think it will be very clear when we get to the end of it, is that it's not something that's hard on all of us. It's something that right. is hollowing out the United States. It's destroying everything in the middle and at the bottom. Uh, and at the top, every, they're just gobbling all of it up. They're just only getting bigger, only getting stronger, only getting to the point where they cannot be competed against. Yeah. And what that means is we're going to end up in a moment with just – the kind of inequality that people that you cannot deny is unfair it will be readily apparent. It will be a shared perspective. You mean it's going to start affecting white people? I mean, it'll it'll affect white. Yeah, of it's, course, I mean, it's going to be affecting people, people of color. But I think more. It, it will be the kind of thing that you know, uh, the notion that people just spontaneously decide. You know, the system is corrupt. That's not something that happens. There's organizing that has to go on. But yeah, we the, talked about that in the last podcast, how the, people are having the, all kinds of realizations. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, people sharing certain experiences, yeah. going through the same things, seeing that like like virtually uh, most of the people with power have no regard for your safety, sure. for your well-being, sure. for your ability to get medicine for your kids. Like there's, there's, it's, there comes a point where... Uh, it's still going to require organizing, but organizing is only going to get easier. And yeah. Facebook is only going to get more powerful and more corrupt. And people are going to see that. And uh, and Amazon, I think I think Amazon might be one of the the main targets because of how they're treating workers. But I think that like if you look at you know, uh, and, and this kind of brings us back to the Bernie campaign for for one, which I didn't anticipate talking about today. 
But it, it, the only thing that we have to show for Bernie at this point, and I might be wrong, I don't want to do like one of those what whatever happened to the Bernie campaign types of podcasts, but like the uh, Medicare for all being on the table forced everyone else to move their positions leftward. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, that's all we have by making huge or, or, demands. Or otherwise, you'd be arguing against the idea that everyone deserves health care, which, yeah. which some people well, have chosen that. Some people have chosen that. Yeah, Joseph Biden does that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, so, at a so you have point, to go left or you end up looking like a ridiculous out of touch asshole like Joe Biden. Yeah. But I think that our like the first of all, the demand has to be such that the um, that that the powerful are willing to concede something important. Sure. Right. Um, but at the same time, there has to be a legitimate threat of a general strike like was done uh, in 1886, multiple industries across the United States, multiple huge unions across the United States in different cities uh, went on strike um, uh, demanding an eight hour workday. It takes those kinds of actions. It takes confrontations, physical confrontations with powerful people who are otherwise never in danger, never have anything to worry about that suddenly, no, it's, it's, it's on. We, yeah. we're, we're taking what we're owed and you can either uh, give it to us or we're going to take it. Um, and, 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 and the I power, that, the powerful always know they're always looking out for the possibility of, of strikes and work or organizing. That's why it has to be done on mass. So because yeah. they're because they're going to be prepared for it to happen on a small micro level. They've already got their, you know, you know, like we know that, that we know that fucking heat map that uh fucking Bezos yeah. has for Whole Foods. But, but that's another component of this system going forward cause that is going to make it very difficult to organize. Because I think the experience of remote work. Yeah. Um, and that, like, frankly, we can all do it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like certainly, as I said, we're hollowing out the the thing, the uh, class positions that some people would argue are in the middle or at the top of the working class, the professional managerial classes, some people call it. Those people are going to be in a position where, like now, it's not just the people at the bottom, the Instacart workers, the people at McDonald's that are going to get more and more precarious, that are going to be turned into independent contractors. It's going to be you know, people in the middle who thought that they were going to get a cushy uh, cubicle job, make $60,000 a year um, and, and and live a, live an easy life. Yeah. Those are the people that are going to be like, uh, we, actually, you're, you're going to work from home from now on. You're an independent contractor. Um, and, uh, you know, you need to buy your own laptop because I don't I, I don't give a shit. Um, and we're not going to give you benefits because we don't have to. You're an independent contractor. Those are the people that are, and we're going to save money on on office space. We're not going to rent a big building for everyone to, li- to to work out of. We're just going to literally exploit the shit out of everyone because we have the power to do that in this new economy, where there are so where there are maybe we're gonna, like I was reading some of the day maybe we're going to get the thirty percent unemployment. Yeah, like well, like uh, uh, someone said, tw- you know, people were saying, "Are we going to get the twenty percent employment?" Now someone's saying, "Maybe we'll get the thirty percent." Um, so like, if we get to those levels, there's going to be so much pressure on wages. Like, are we going to get a job guarantee out of the 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 that type of political and economic and social pressure that results from that? Are we going to get uh, universal health care, or are we are we going to get a nationalized Amazon? I think. That, you know, all of this is really going to be on the table, but it's going to take 
um, you know, a lot of anger. It's going to be take a lot of people willing to express that anger in the form of general strikes, in the form of industrial sabotage, in the form of shutting the shit down. That has to be the threat. Industrial sabotage is my jam. I love industrial sabotage. Love that I don't show. Know. Trump said uh, that Trump implied that uh, Corona was because Beijing doesn't want him to get reelected. That that's why Corona happened. So the reason yeah. the whole world got sick is for him to not get reelected. I, mean, I just got a notification look, about that. I'll tell you, he he's might get reelected. Not. He's a fucking narcissist. He, that, he that, might. Oh, did you see that? Did, did you see that one reporter who said, uh, "Do you think?" A president who has lost more American lives in one month than during the whole course of the Vietnam War should get reelected. I didn't see that. Um, yeah, I think the press is full of a bunch of uh, sensationalist cowards. Uh, I think the president's a, a dumbass. But I, I don't give a shit about. Like honestly, like that's that's like the other half of what's so cringy about the press conferences, which I was trying to watch at one point. Is that yeah sure like there there's a there's pithy a, stuff a, happening. A good journalist should be outraged, right? Sure. At, at what's going on right now because a human being is outraged right now. Sure. But I think that there are like just absolute dumbasses who like basically are approaching journalism the way that I might might try to approach writing a a, a really stupid sarcastic tweet. Yeah. You know what I mean? By owning, and, by owning the president, they're trying to yeah, own him. Oh, literally just owning him. Yeah. That's all he wants. To, that's all they want to do. And uh, I don't know. I but I mean, what else can you do? He he's impervious to exposure because w- when you expose what he's done, he just fucking goes, no, nah, I don't know. Look, I mean, there were you know people have been joking that you know the president said drink disinfectant. Uh, uh, ha ha. Trump said go drink bleach, and the people He's like he didn't say go drink bleach. He said you know yeah. maybe there's a way to in- inject disinfectant. My, You're my taking fa- this out of my the context. My father-in-law said he didn't say that, and there's literally video of him going. Maybe you could inject it. Like is he clearly said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He clearly said that. Here's the thing. All the hemming out. and hawing about what Trump really said, and the even deeper level what he meant. Yeah. When he said inject uh, inject yourself with disinfectant and and shine sunlight in your asshole or whatever the fuck he's talking about, I mean, they're, they're, like there were I think I read something today about two people in Georgia that like drank bleach to stave off coronavirus. Uh, there were a lot of cases in New York where people are fucking desperate, and the and the, if you've got the president saying this stuff, desperate people are gonna and everyone's like fuck these idiots, and it's like I, people are desperate and people have different levels of education. It's it's not. I, there's a deeper problem here than these people are idiots. Yeah. I was talking with someone the other day about, um, you know, someone that they, in their life, that's like, hasn't really had a formal education. Yeah. A lot, there are a lot of people like, and frankly, when you're, yours in my position, um, and this might not be true for you, but, uh, but, uh, that, that don't know people like that, that don't have someone in their life that hasn't had an education. Just you know, not even, a pri- not a primary education at all. No, yeah, they haven't had a primary education. Like, like I didn't realize people, that was a system people could fall through. Yeah, you know, no, it is. People will, like drop out of high school, but no, uh, I know uh, that. But, but like, so, but they've been educated up until that point. But uh, no, what I mean is, that you get to a point where people don't have a foundational set of knowledge. Sure. Yeah. Around science. Sure. Or around history. Um, like someone was joking with me. Or about, around like, how to build knowledge upon itself. 
that that like uh, they know someone who doesn't have a formal education that was given like a book about World War II, and they were like, you know, I don't know how this person's gonna in, like perceive this book. Like, I don't know what their reading comprehension levels like. I know they don't know where France and Germany are on a map. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and that's some, that's something that we're when people disagree with us on the internet. If we found out something like that about them, we would be very pushed to like make fun of them for it. But really, when you think about it, that's a failure of our society. Well, so there, there are two, there are two different points to this, right? So on the one hand, there are people who they they don't have that their material conditions are as such that they had problems in their youth, they couldn't get mental health uh, assistance, and they didn't finish high school, or they had addiction problems, and they never had support because they like literally that type of support structure was completely outside of the realm. Well, and also at every turn they were ostracized. Life. Yes, absolutely. And then, you know, and uh, yeah, you get, you get anything on your record and you're fucked for the rest of your life, basically. Right. Uh, and then there are other people like, um, uh, you know, I was reading a little bit about Justin Amash, who, who is a congressman from California, actually, I think. And he's going to run for president of the Libertarian Party ticket. Uh, the, the third party races are getting fucking nuts. That might be really fun. Yeah. After the Libertarians have their debate, that might be fun to talk through because they're always just a a gaggle of j- dumbasses but uh sure. king dumbass you remember gary johnson but but they'll have but sometimes they'll have like anarchist stuff sprinkled in and it's like oh uh, no vermin close. supreme vermin supreme is doing real well actually yeah um, yeah vermin and, supreme's and a badass I, I was listening to the podcast uh not safe for wonks and vermin was on there and uh uh-huh. and he was talking about yeah you know it's it's really awkward Basically, we just get along the by saying we both want to abolish the state. Um, what to do about capitalism? We, we'll we'll get to that afterward. I just I don't think that's a rational theory of change. But I I think Vermin Supreme is incredibly genuine, and I think he's. Uh, yeah. um, but and and I'll say this on on January twenty when I had pepper have spray in show. my eyes and I was surrounded by cops on the other side of the cops. Vermin Supreme was was there like calling them pigs and shouting at them. Uh, because, because frankly, you can't, who, who else has a boot on their head? You just, yeah. you, you know, the guy when you see him, uh, but he's the real him, We deal. should have him on the show. I could, uh, he might even come on. It, I don't know. Um, I almost said, uh, <laughs> someone would have interpreted that as a backhanded comment and I don't mean that, but like, I was, would. I almost said, <laughs> I almost said if, uh, if, uh, if he go, if he would go on, not say for Wonks, he'll probably come on future left, but that's rude. <laughs> don't get us. Uh, no, no, don't get us. We'd love to have him on. Yeah, I'd love to have him on. I, I think he's the real deal. I I am a communist. I used to be an anarchist. Yeah, but uh, in any event, where was I even going with this? Oh, Gary Johnson. You remember Gary Johnson when he <laughs> had that moment? <laughs> <laughs> what did what what did he do that for? I he, I think he was trying to like uh, show that he thought the questioning was absurd or something. So he he started talking with his tongue out or some bullshit. I don't know. I remember uh, my, what I remember about Gary Johnson is someone was like asking about the situation in Syria and uh, what would you do about Aleppo? And he goes, what is Aleppo? Uh, I, there was one where there was one where, where uh, uh, an interviewer asked him uh, at a press conference. What do you say to people who think your presence in the race is hurting the viability of other potential candidates and he goes why would you say that why would you even say that and he like stormed out of the place bizarre i'm gonna look up why did gary johnson do that tongue thing um but no i mean so there are there obviously there are people that different how they, they, like i can make fun of gary johnson 
for wanting to run for president, but not knowing at the time in 2016 about one of the, like the major foreign policy issues, the the Syrian civil war, I can, I can like shit on him for that, but I'm not going to shit on like someone, you know, literally in central Pennsylvania who couldn't find Germany on a map. I'm not going to make fun of that person. You know what I mean? That's stupid. That's not what I'm about. Uh-huh. Damn. Casey's lost on the Google machine. Hold on, man. He was saying that he thought that because of a... He was talking about how a debate berth would allow him to win the election. He said, all I'd have to stand do is stand up there and just go... And I'd win. I like how he... I like how he's such a... He's such a cocky prick. But he uh, sucks. He's just an idiot. I don't, I don't know. Gary he, Johnson is one of those dude. guys that always just struck me as an absolute dumbass. Yeah, like, there's nothing. There's nothing else I can even. He loves those say. mustard. He loves those mustard slacks, though. Uh, maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> Adam, do you see that aliens are real? Uh, I, I, that's uh, everyone's talking about the UFO news. Um, I think it's very interesting. A, a, which is definitely a psyop. From, uh, I, I think it's I think it's very interesting because no I absolutely yeah the, the Pentagon's been setting on these videos for a while and they, they seem fairly legit like it's guys they're they're one of them was a pilot who's been flying for eighteen years and it does some weird stuff in the video what I think is interesting is that at the height of like civil unrest the Pentagon's like shit show them the alien videos <laughs> exactly no that's I feel like that's exactly what it is it literally did take people's attention for maybe five minutes today. It didn't take as but, much attention as it normally would have, mostly because we're all well, fucking scared. Well, first of all, we've and, seen these videos before. the the blink The Blink One Eighty Two man released these videos. I know, but everyone thought it was bullshit when he was saying. But the since it's been verified by the Pentagon, look, people I'll, are like, "I'll oh. say it once, I'll say it a thousand times." When Tom DeLonge speaks, you fucking listen. All right. What about Mark Hoppus? The less said about Mark Hoppus, the better. Anyway, uh, but yeah, no, I. I just I just didn't care about the UFO stuff. I mean, honestly, uh, if if aliens turned out, I to thought be it real, was cool. It was a pleasure. Be... It was a pleasant diversion from my geeky ass. I I, I enjoyed it. Eh, it did nothing for me. Um, I enjoyed. I I like the idea that there might be other stuff going on that's bigger than you know what's going on here. That helps yeah. me a little bit. Yeah, but like. Um, I don't know. We've basically run through the things that we were talking about. Oh, talk about, uh, uh, you sent me the story about Elon Musk. I want to do this one. I want to do this one. So, so Adam, knock, knock. Who's there? Errol Musk. Who Errol Musk? That's Elon Musk's dad. But, uh, but, but Errol, I'll pretend you said Errol Musk who? Hi, I'm Errol Musk. And I sold an airplane for a a part of a uh, emerald mine. It, it doesn't yeah. work. So apparently Elon Musk's dad, Errol, started off the family fortune when he and a friend were planning on flying an airplane from South Africa to England. And they had to stop in. They wanted to sell the airplane, right? They No, they didn't want to. Uh, well, maybe. The, that's what they were going to England, to sell the airplane. Apparently. Was it? Okay. Which is, which they is had wild. To land, they like, had to land in somewhere in the Middle East. Where was it? Djibouti. Oh, they were oh, they're, they're plan- they planning on landing in Jordan. Oh, that's right. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. But it just says that it was a holiday. It was probably Ramadan. Ramadan. And, but they landed in Djibouti, and there were these French... There was a Frenchman 
Italian? I don't. I don't. Italian. Know. There was somebody there who was like, "Hey, fuck going to England. I'll just I'll buy this from you right now." It sounds like a setup to a joke. It does. Like, it does. Like it, Elon it, it, Musk's dad lands in Djibouti. He meets a Frenchman and Italian, and <laughs> who says, "Who says? Who says? I'll I'll pay you for this airplane, and if you want." I could take half of that pay from you and and you know sell a part of an emerald mine to you, which sounds like a, a huckster line. Well, I think it was two different transactions. Oh, like I thought it was, was the same guy who was like, I don't think, it, I don't if think you want, I can. Guy. Yeah, yeah, because okay. that that would sound like an like an obvious con. Regardless, so they Musk and his friend got half. He got pay, you know the price of the airplane half and half. Uh, uh, half of what Elon Musk's dad got went to buying stock in an emerald mine, and so every month they would get emeralds, uh, which are expensive. And uh, that's you ever seen that movie Uncut Gems? It's just like that. I've never seen anything bad about Africa and precious stones. So, yeah, yeah, sure. um, Elon Musk's white dad, he <laughs> his awful white dad. So you know, Elon Musk's a self-made man, Adam. Oh yeah, sure, he, sure, sure. He built get, himself a, up a, from nothing but a poor, a, a, yeah. a poor emerald merchant's son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, he has a, a universal basic income of precious gems. Yeah. Uh, and uh, meanwhile, somehow, meanwhile, he's really wanting the economy of Texas to open back up and kill my grandma. Yeah, fuck that guy. I mean, like honestly, like Elon Musk is uh, just—he's a piece of peak shit. Peak grifter. Like, uh, and, and, and yeah, we're always told that like rich people work hard to get their shit, but like, that's not, that's no. not a story. And any wealth, any wealth story you hear usually starts with a certain amount. Like even this story, like why did Elon Musk's dad have an airplane? He basically just bumbled into 80,000 pounds, which is what he got for the airplane. And then he bumbled his happy ass into an emerald mine. I want to know how and he had an airplane. <laughs> that that's what's driving me crazy. What kind of you're airplane? looking for? You're looking for uh, the missing link. I, I'm wanting I wanted to know. I, like, there I don't was think all, that's a worthwhile journey. This story was about like he got the emeralds, and that's where the privilege came from. He already had privilege because he had an airplane. Well, he had an airplane that he was trying to sell. Like, I don't know. Like, who knows what his lifestyle was like before? Sure. But I can tell you, once you own capital and the form of a, land, sure. of a of an emerald mine and you have a bunch of let's be honest probably africans yes that are busting their ass every yeah. day and night to yeah. to to put precious gems in your pocket on the regular that is where wealth comes this from. this would have been under under apartheid wouldn't it have been uh the well the emerald mine was in zambia yeah you're I, right it was in zambia yeah i mean i don't i i honestly don't know enough about the 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 imperial history of africa a lot of Indians basically in the Zan- entire in content got fucked by the british or the dutch or someone uh the so. it would have been the british because a lot of a lot of indians went to zambia as slaves like there's a lot of people from gujarat who live in zambia like multi-generational sure sure huh Weird. It's, it's, it's weird how the British, as they went around the world, they just left footprints of blood everywhere they went. Sure. I mean, that's what's so funny about the like the British and the like the French. I think Macron said this, but also in the United States, some politicians have hinted at this that China should be forced to pay reparations yes. for the harm they've done the the world. Oh my god! And I'm like, the fact that they use were, the term reparations is like so brazen. It's I was, like I'm just really. Like, you, you really want to start this conversation? You know where this is going to end, my dude. Fucking kill them all on Twitter. <laughs> uh, Murder them all with gun emojis. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. 
Oh, uh, in terms of prepping for uh, uh, social collapse, yeah. uh, one of my new hobbies, I think, is going to be uh, woodworking. It's a, it's a skill. That's interesting because your mom has already uh, has some experience with that, I think, right? She knows a little, her way around carpentry, sure. I've got it out, so. Okay. <laughs> I don't want people to hear me be callous and then you, you be. fucking coward. <laughs> I thought you had a knock-knock joke about killing business owners. <laughs> oh, I would never. I don't joke about bloodshed. We need a John Brown someone in the face. Yeah, I mean... It, uh, Should we do a John Brown episode? Uh, John Brown is... is uh, I, got a, I got a picture of John Brown on my, on my wall, so... Um, but anyway... Um, is that a picture of a sperm on the wall behind you? Oh, no, that's a kite. It's a, it's a post that says, Boycott Divestment Sanctions. And Israeli apartheid. Oh, that's that's the, another thing today. Joe Biden, he was like, um, he he was asked if he would move the embassy from Jerusalem back to Tel Aviv. Oh, fuck. And uh, well, he said the U.S. embassy should never have moved to Jerusalem without the decision being part of a wider Middle East peace deal. But now that it's done, I would not move the embassy back to Tel Aviv. <laughs> like what? That but but that's that is peak centrist democrats yeah yeah do nothing which is do nothing well well it's like that like objectively the world is getting worse but ah what are you gonna do yeah <laughs> like there's not like like you can't make it better i mean like i no, mean the, the old those stere- ideas can't be entertained the old stereotype like sometimes i'll listen to old lectures from like the 50s and 60s just to hear what they were talking about in universities back then back then the conception of politicians was that politicians get in office and try to do as little as possible that was what they thought to try. No one wants to like make any waves. And I'm like, boy, we're making waves today. But I feel like that's what Democrats are. Like Democrats get into office and they just want to sort of ride the wave. And yeah. it's bullshit. Yeah. No, um, we I, need I radical politics right. on the front line, baby. I mean, we, what we need is a mass movement that makes demands that politicians have to concede to. Yeah. It's like, we've got to, we've got to say to these people, it's Medicare for all or it's pitchforks. Yeah. It's nationalize Amazon or it's, uh, you know, uh, what the mathematician Theodore Kaczynski would, uh, would send around <laughs> noted mathematician. mathematician. Uh, no, I think he was a racist. I can't recall. He may have so been, I don't wanna... uh, I mean, a lot of the stuff like the anti-modernist stuff usually goes along with racism. Yeah. I mean, he had a, com- d- speaking he, of, uh, any guy with a compound, I always think is racist. Well, no, he, he, I think he just, no, had, he had like, a shack, he didn't have a compound. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He was Lone Wolf, yeah. uh, but uh, I did watch uh, that series Waco, uh, yeah. which is like some local history from here and you. Yeah. That's like 45 minutes away. You can hit check stop on the way well, there. Why did you David I mean? Koresh have a Middle Eastern last name? Or have a he Semitic last it. name? Okay. He chose it. I didn't know yeah. that. Well, that's interesting. His name was like David David or something like that. No, it wasn't David David, but it, Koresh, he picked that out. I mean, he okay. thought that was good. Um, but, did he pick uh, it because it was Muhammad's family name? What's that? Did he pick it out because it was Muhammad's family name? Or is it also a Hebrew no thing? I have no idea. Um, but uh, yeah. it's it's an interesting show. It's really good. It's on Netflix. Um, because like the the cults are bad. I'll sure. go, I'll say that. And uh, David Koresh having sex with like 14-year-olds, that's gross. Yeah, shouldn't bra- shouldn't be done. Yeah, but very brave, um, very brave of you. Man. Murdering like uh, literally like like burning like the ATF ended up just like murdering 
yeah. like the, like fourteen year old women that he was having sex with, the children yeah. that he fathered with all of these women, and like other uh, other followers of David Koresh, and um, I don't That's know. It, it's one of those shows that like institutional law enforcement isn't a finely honed scalpel; it's a bludgeoning weapon. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And that's what's interesting is you you do have the juxtaposition between some like bumpkin uh, country co- sheriff yeah. who like doesn't even have a gun on his hip that deals with Koresh and his weirdos yeah. in, in in his own way, and then you have the ATF that comes yeah. in with like literally U.S. Army tanks yes. on the compound. And Completely I was a little unneeded. bit on the young side for you know, Ruby Ridge and Waco yeah. when I was that age, I was a little young for, it. I remember those images though. I do too. Um, the first like cult thing I really remember in the news was the heaven's gate um, thing, because that was like so heavily covered on the SNL where everybody was dead in black track suits and Nike shoes or Adidas shoes. And uh, SNL did a thing where it showed all that dead heaven's gate bodies, like all the Nike shoes. And then it said Adidas for level headed Christians everywhere. Good lord! Yeah. No, I I don't remember Heaven's Gate very well. I know that's another yeah, suicide it was led cult. by uh, Reg- Cardinal Applewood or something was his name. Yeah. I feel like that one probably gets lost amid like Jonestown. Uh, he taught Waco. that the, he taught that the Hellbop comet had an alien space. Yeah, I remember. Craft. I remember yeah. Hellbop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but like I remember. Um, I do remember because I was actually on vacation when it happened the Oklahoma City bombing. Yeah. Which happened I think twenty five years ago, like yeah, uh, just a week right. or two ago. Yeah. Um, Didn't Clint Eastwood recently but, make a movie about uh, the the Richard Jewell? Yeah, I don't. I didn't see that. I didn't, did you see it? It looked like Richard Jewell was like the protagonist trying to trying to get off of false uh, charges. Richard Jewell was the well, guy. Well, I think who did Richard thing, Jewell right? is who uh, people focused on as like the bomber, but it turned out to not be him. I okay. think that's what the movie's about. Okay, I could be completely wrong. Well, that's then, what I got well, then like, Richard Jewell's them. fucking. Name was destroyed because if you asked me the, yeah. the the Oklahoma City oh it was Timothy McVeigh, Timothy McVeigh of yeah, course yeah. shit Jesus Richard Jewell I it remember was at the time to be a bomber at the Olympic Games I think that may be it yeah that may be at the Olympic Games and I don't know that story he that motherfucker might have done it I don't he was know. a guard I think he was a guard a security guards guard. he was a guard. <laughs> Um, we've gone uh, on for almost an hour and also we've gone uh, completely off topic. So, I mean, that's what the people um, like. And you know what people just remember whenever we go off topic, it's a representation of the absurdity of capitalism. Yeah. Cause capitalism is always off topic. Sure. Yes. Is that the point? That's or? a fucking t-shirt we should make. Capitalism is always off topic. And yeah, it should have like a person know. making a face like whatever. Um, Quickly back to topic. Sure. Quick close. The latest um, uh, relief bill, economic stimulus, mm-hmm. $500 billion to large companies. Yep. And it won't, like this new bill, won't require them to preserve jobs or limit executive pay. Yep, absolutely. It's, um, it's clear what they're trying to do. They're just trying to help their buddies. Working men and women, arm yourselves and appear in full force. Yes. That's that's it. That's, that's it. it. Put put it in the fucking fire this time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we can't threaten them with it because then oh, that's no, what, no, no, no. That's, that's we absolutely the, should. No, no, no. Because that's when they come and like kill us and shoot us. And we just need to do it. Don't threaten uh, them with it. Say, hey, listen. If you guys do this, we're gonna come out and pull horses with guns. Look here, look here. Ruby Ridge, Waco, 
this this is how the modern right was created by radicals that basically forced the state to respond with extreme violence that everyone even people like me knew was fucked up i know but we like shouldn't they, call that upon ourselves should we because it'll kill the the movement uh i think that like if the atf i don't want to die for instance if the atf uh fucking invades your commune because you have some kalashnikovs in the back um i think that i think that those moments are uh first of all it's important for you to be able to defend yourself i believe that working people should be able to defend themselves but also it's important for the larger movement uh not not for people to be massacred but but that's what happens when you have a compound with kalashnikovs the government comes in and massacres everybody and then what and then it, it thins the heart of uh, of the of the movement. Uh, no, I mean it, it doesn't though. The, there, the right wing has exploded over the years. The right wing is stronger today than it has ever been. Massacring people in the nineties didn't stop the, the right. I don't want to die. Moving. I don't want to get killed. Didn't. All right. I mean, that's why no one will remember your name. Oh, your fucking that mom's going to remember reference. my name. <laughs> What's that? Your mom's going to remember my name, and so will the neighbors. <laughs> she has a good. She has a good memory. That's what I mean. Uh, oh, okay. Um, she knows me as your only friend. She's going to remember me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she might not. Um, oh, some of my wave files look like butt plugs. Anyway, that's going to be all for us this week on Future Left. Uh, as always, I'm Casey. And I'm Adam. Bye, everybody. Arm yourselves. Resistance. <laughs>